Hello and welcome to the Auto Chat Podcast. I'm Alistair Charlton, an automotive journalist, and I'm joined by my friend and fellow car enthusiast, George Turner. Hello. Happy New Year, George. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year to you as well, and to all of our listeners. Sorry we've been on a bit of a break. (laughs) I think in the last episode we said we'd do one just before Christmas. (laughs) And then I think we texted each other and said, oh, we'll do one in between, and now it's the 6th of January. But that's fine, it was good to have a bit of a break, and there was nothing to talk about anyway in the interim. Yeah, there's not been a lot going on other than just everyone getting COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, trying to not get COVID before Christmas and escaping London felt like some kind of sport, Um, and I succeeded, but yeah, it was was actually quite nerve-wracking for a few days. Well, let's spare a thought for those who who didn't make it. I I also made it home for Christmas, just about. Good. Uh, did you go home this year? Yeah, I did. I suppose yeah, you just said you left London. Yeah, yeah. So I went back up to West Yorkshire, which was good. Uh, yeah, it's just like doing those daily COVID tests beforehand, just assuming it's going to end up being positive. But no, I managed to get out, and uh, yeah, went up to all over actually, West Yorkshire, North Yorkshire, and then back down. To London so yeah quite a journey yeah we did we actually ran out of Covid tests so I've got a nose like a crack addict <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we uh so far so good I had my third booster yesterday at work they bought in like a dodgy they just got an email saying we've got a van <laughs> you can get <laughs> there's a man in the car park <laughs> with a needle <laughs> so I walked in with my friend and she just st- I walked in and sat down and she stayed in the doorway as if to sort of be like oh um I think I'll wait. I think I'll go to the clinic. I like, nah, sit down. <laughs> uh, right, that's what for everyone who works at the airports. They just they bring in the jabs they, to you. They brought it in. Well, I was supposed yeah. to be getting it done this morning at the local mm. clinic. So it saved me a drive and parking in town and walking okay. to the clinic. And yeah, so I had a lay in instead with me hurty arm. Mm. <laughs> it does hurt, doesn't it? The booster. I had Pfizer, Pfizer for my third one, and yeah, it really hurt. Yeah, that's what I got. I'm currently mixing it with a nice bit of leftover Prosecco from (laughs) (laughs) When you text me saying you're drinking Prosecco, I thought that's got to be Christmas leftovers. Yeah, yeah, New Year's leftovers. Just noticed it was still open in the fridge. I thought, well, that's going to go flat. It's quite flat, to be honest. uh, Needs consuming. Yeah. I'm a consumer. (laughs) I've made myself a Negroni this evening, so I'm having that. That's that's like Campari, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was donated half a bottle of Campari of unknown age. Um, <laughs> a very a while dusty ago. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've no idea how old it is. I've had it a couple of months. I thought I've got nothing to do with it. 1974, uh, mate. Yeah, I thought I'd pick up a couple of uh, bits and pieces to, to make cocktails with. So Someone someone bought it got. for the Queen's Silver Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I was at home at Christmas and mum was uh, pouring out some champagne into some... Uh, some some glasses and she said, Oh be careful with those, they're 120 years old. <laughs> I was like, God <laughs> Some old heirloom. I thought she, you said she was she was pouring out the Andrew and Fergie champagne. <laughs> <laughs> the commemorative <laughs> Charles and Diana wedding champagne. <laughs> Everyone's got the plates though, haven't they? <laughs> Back of the cupboard mm. somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Did you did you get anything nice for Christmas? Um, not a great deal of stuff. It was more just a, uh, I didn't know what I wanted. You know, when you get to sort of being a proper adult and you're asked what you want for Christmas by your parents, you feel a bit like, oh, you know, don't you know, don't push the boat out. Um, 
So I got a, what did I get? A couple of books, um, some socks, obviously, uh, some cash, of course. Oh, cocktail making kit, hence the Negroni, uh, like a shaker and stuff, yeah. uh, and a book to go with that, which is sort of inevitable. Um, yeah, just a few bits and pieces. I'm sure I'm forgetting some things, but yeah, nothing major. Nothing car related either, which I was quite relieved about. What no, about you? I was similar. Yeah, I, I got this microphone that you're hearing me on. Oh, Which yes, I'm hoping is a yeah. little bit clearer than the old one, because I can only hear you through a phone call for now. When I start, when I edit this, yeah. it'll be it'll be uh, fantastic. I'm gonna get a text letter saying you still sound like shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking into I the also, wrong end of it again. Yeah, Louise got me. My other half got me a, a a new set of kitchen knives. Oh, okay, nice. Which I which I did want, and these mm. are a, a, a really really nice set, and they sit in like a knife block as mm. you do. Mm. And she said, uh, oh, I was a bit bit apprehensive about the knife block because mm. I don't want the knives on show in case, you know, people come, you know, burglars come in and then they've got a weapon. I sort of thought, well, what burglar is going to come in and just think, well, well I won't bring a weapon. Don't, <laughs> yeah, d- don't, worry about, don't worry about bringing a weapon, Dave. We'll just pick one up once we get inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if they're coming in, they're probably going to have a weapon, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there you go, they're now in the kitchen, so anyone that wants to burgle us or, or murder us, they are in the kitchen on the sideboard next to the next to the oven. Good, good to know. I, I like a nice set of knives. I've come to appreciate a, a good knife, although they're not mine, they're my housemates, so when I come to move out of here, I'm going to be disappointed with whatever I end up buying. You have to respect the knife. Mm. Are they one of those where you because feel quite uh, if you, scared of it? <laughs> if you take your eye off the ball, mate... Yep. Be an extra ingredient in your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I've done that a couple of times with the ones we've got. Just sort of glance my knuckles every so often. Yeah, so that was Christmas. Uh, New Year, bit of a letdown really, everyone had COVID. Mm. We still had a little party, but not, not the usual levels. That was, that was the same for everyone this year, wasn't it? I think we all missed Christmas last year and a lot of us missed New Year this year. Because it felt like a lot of yeah. effort and there was a lot of COVID. Everyone was down for their last two lateral flows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been rationing them over the break. And now we're back. So any anything car related been going on? Let's let's get back on topic. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I borrowed a Golf over Christmas, which isn't particularly exciting. I've got to admit. Um, so was this like a rented car, or was it, this a press car? Or no, it was rented. It was paid for. Um, yeah, oh, nothing. you didn't I steal know. it. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with work. No hashtag ad. No nothing. Because um, I, I booked it last Christmas before I owned a car, and um, obviously I cancelled that when Christmas got cancelled. And the company said, well, "Would you mind if we keep your money? Because otherwise, it's going to be a real struggle for us." So yeah, yeah, it's fine. They gave me a year to book it again, so I just booked it again for this Christmas, and um, it was okay. It's a Mark Eight Golf, so. The newest model, it was a mild hybrid petrol uh, with the R-Line kit on it, which I didn't like because um, immediately people who know look at it and go, oh, Golf R, awesome. No, it's like a one litre hybrid. It's just got the R fancy dress on it. I know exactly how you feel because my Passat is obviously I've the R-Line. Remembered. Yes, yours is the same. Yeah. Um, I, w- I had the under tray off on the drive the other week and a delivery guy come up to me with mm. some parcels and he was like, oh, is that the R? Is that the one with the, the V6? I was like, mm. no. <laughs> Two litre diesel. Yeah, yeah, I was getting a lot of that, which is a bit annoying. But uh, 
it was okay, but it, I don't know. It just wasn't quite as nice as I was expecting. The infotainment is awful. I've heard people complain about this before. The new VW infotainment. Uh, it, it's all on the touchscreen. Uh, even the climate control is. And it just doesn't feel like it's been thought out particularly well. It feels quite dangerous to use, in fact. The screen's a long way away. It feels like it's a real stretch um, to tap at all of it. There's nowhere to rest your hand, so you're sort of constantly missing what you're trying to tap. And I don't know, I just found it really distracting. And it doesn't always work. Like, you turn the car on, and immediately, it's winter, it's cold, immediately you want to adjust the heating, you want to put the heated seat on, and the system just comes up with an error saying, no, that's not available. It doesn't just say, wait 10 seconds. It doesn't put up, a, like, a loading thing when you first turn the car on. It just says it's seemingly broken. Um, error. So it, yeah, it's just the kind of really simple stuff you think a company like Volkswagen, and the Golf in particular, would get right. So, yeah, a little bit annoyed by that. It's really economical, it's really frugal, because um, it, it's really keen to turn the engine off as soon as you start coasting. Um, which, again, is weird, because then as soon as you brake, the engine comes back on, and you get this sort of lurch of engine braking. Uh, but yeah, it was fine. It was more comfortable than it would have been to take my car, and probably cost me less in petrol. So, yeah, that was all the driving yeah, I did. Fit, fit more in it, can't you, and stuff. But exactly, yeah. Just, yeah it, was it worries me. Family these, around. They seem to be more and more like just big computers. And mm. Over the last 20 years, my main experience with computers is they work great for a bit. <laughs> and then... They work until they don't. Starts to go down, it all starts to go downhill. Yeah. It gets slower and slower and slower and then... And it, I had a few other issues with it that, again, were all sort of technical issues. Um, I dropped a passenger off, and from then on, the car was convinced someone was in the passenger seat and was sounding the uh, the alert for the seatbelt, you know, the seatbelt warning, constantly. And if you ignore that for long enough, it turns into a really high-pitched, quite painful noise. So I had to constantly reach across and put the passenger seatbelt on or you know, into, the, uh, into the buckle. Um, and yeah, there was some other fault as well. I can't remember. It kept telling me some driver aid wasn't working. Which is a bit disappointing, really. So basically, new Volkswagens aren't great. Yeah, it seems that way. I've heard this before in other VW Group cars, that all the ones that have got I the new infotainment. Well. It's just not that good. And I've had similar, would... not issues, but I've had similar complaints about the ergonomics in Skodas as well and Cupras. Yeah, because I'd quite like to replace my Passat when it goes with just mm. a newer one. But, yeah, I don't know. But then nobody else seems to do the big old bucket estate cars quite like Volkswagen and Skoda, mm. so an Audi, yeah. just the whole VAG group. I think prior to 2020, you're fine for tech. I think it's only in the last generation, the last year or so, that um, they've made a bit of a dog's dinner of it. I've just picked my Volkswagen up from my mechanic mm-hmm. who had to replace the water pump and timing belt. Oh, right. Because was that unexpected? Well, the water pump was leaking and I diagnosed this myself, which I was quite mm. pleased with. I noticed it was losing coolant, took the under tray off, had a good snoop around the engine and found that there was water coming from where the water pump sits. Mm-hmm. So I took it to him and I said, I think it's the water pump. Now, he only changed it in 2019 and we only mm-hmm. did it then. As like a preemptive, well, let's just change it now and we'll get another 10 years out of it. Yep. So I went and with my receipt and I said, well, look, we only did this 2019. It's already gone. He goes, no, 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 I'm sure it's not that. 
And then I get a call this afternoon going, yeah, yeah, it was the water pump, replaced it. <laughs> so he's he's not charged me anywhere near as much as he charged me three years mm. ago for it. Well, that's good. But still, it was kind of kind of annoying, but yeah, yeah, it was at least quite he's nice. Less for it. That's frustrating. It was quite nice to uh, again just be able to jack the car up. I've got my tools now. Yeah, take the under tray off, find out where the leak was coming from, and just kind of go in there having pre-diagnosed my own yeah fault, which was nice, um, but obviously not very nice. I just had to pay two hundred and fifty quid to fix it. <laughs> I was going to say, you're probably less likely to be ripped off by a mechanic if you have done your homework and you go in and say, you know, well, with some authority, this is what it is, rather than going yeah, in it's, clueless. It's difficult because, obviously, you're not a professional and you're stepping on a, you know, mm. you're, you're going into a, someone's career or someone's life and... You don't want to tell them how to do the job. Yeah, but I was like, I think it's the water pump. I showed him a picture and he goes, oh, well, I'll have a look. It might not be, you know, it might be something else. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> It sounds like the brake discs on my MX-5, the rear discs were replaced um, within a year, or sorry, a, 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 less than a year before I bought it. And I've got a receipt, or I've got an invoice to show that, and they've uh, been scored again. So it's come up on the MOT as an advisory that they need replacing, even though they've only been on the car for a year. So I think perhaps I need to go and call up the garage that did them. It was some third-party place, not Mazda, and say, like, you know, have you got an explanation for this? Because they're supposed to last longer than a year and about 3,000 miles. Yeah, and again, I'm kind of terrible at negotiating with people. I've, I've never been very good at going in there and saying, wait. <laughs> yeah, especially when the work was done, I didn't own the car. But I don't know. I've got proof of the part that, that was bought from them. So, Well, you know, yeah. I think it's take, take it and see what they say. I think so, yeah. I think I could just say, look, do you know why this has happened? Perhaps it's not the disc that's an issue. It's the the caliper is is sort of binding on when it shouldn't for some reason, and is scoring them perhaps. So you know where the Mazda is now. <laughs> I heard you you lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Well, I don't really pay much attention to where I park cars here because there's sort of one road and a few side roads off it, and I'm in and out quite often, or I've got press cars or whatever. So sometimes it might be a couple of weeks, and I've not driven my car, and I can't quite remember where it is. So anyway, I went up to it and um, to try out a dash cam. Actually, I've got loads of dash cams that I need to review. And um, there's a ticket on the car. I thought, well, why is that? And I, there was a neighbour just outside and I asked her if there's been like a parking restriction or anything. And she said, oh, no, no, nothing. Nothing like that here. Maybe they made a mistake. Looked at the ticket and it was for um, parking in a, a restricted area. Um, so I went onto the website to have a look and the photos of the car were, were of it um, 50 yards down the road. So I suppose what's happened is I've parked up, left it for probably a month. I don't think I drove my car in December. And in that time, someone's moved house. The council's come and put a restriction in. My car's still there. So they picked it up and moved it and put a ticket on it. So um, I'm a bit annoyed by that because I don't live on that road. There's no parking on the road I live on. So there's no reason for me really to go there unless I'm getting my car. So anyway, I've... Uh, contested it and I've explained all that to the council and I've suggested yeah, that they I, when there's a parking they can, restriction they perhaps text or email everyone um, with a permit in that area just to let them know yeah I mean they normally put up a sign don't they about a week before but if you haven't been to to your car you wouldn't know I guess do you know how they moved the car was it on like a lorry no I don't know for sure but I think so yeah because I think I've seen people 
do it before. I've seen the council do it before where, yeah, they sort of somehow pick it up and move it. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the alarm didn't go off. Or maybe it did for a bit and then stopped. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose that's the only way they could do it. They obviously have a way of getting them moved. It probably cost them a fair bit of money, to be fair, to get it moved 50 feet, 50 yards up the road. Yeah, uh, I was telling someone this and um, they they asked me, like, oh, were you fined for the parking in the wrong place or were you fined for, like, their having to get a lorry to move the car? But no, it was a regular fee. Um, but, yeah, it's just really frustrating because I, I couldn't have done anything to avoid it. So we'll see what they say. Other than use your car. <laughs> Other than use my car, yeah. <laughs> I could just use my car more. <laughs> But no, I, I get it. I mean, I went through stages where my car didn't move for a long time in London, you know. Mm. Just just the way it is when, you, when you're in such a connected city and then... If I'm driving other cars as well, because I had that Bentley in December, so I had that for a weekend and I didn't really have any reason to go anywhere. Lesson is to, I don't know, walk past it every so often. <laughs> I suppose I could do that. Go and check up on it. Say hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say sorry for not driving it every, Trump every time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so well, no, it's that's, an MX-5, that's... so it probably isn't expected that it's going to get used. It knows it's not going to get used every day, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's fair enough. I feel sorry for it whenever I park a nice press car sort of in the space behind, but can't be helped. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Otherwise, I'm going to be charged whatever it is, 60 quid, I think. Or it might have gone up to the higher rates by the time I acted on probably it. Co- probably cost them more than 60 quid to get it moved. I bet it did. And ruin someone's day. They were hoping to move house and some poxy MX-5s in the way. <laughs> You've already upset <laughs> half the neighbourhood with all your no. alarms going off. And... <laughs> I know, I know, with those Bentley. That Bentley alarm going off a couple of times. And There we go. Um, so what, what Bentley did you have? It was the... I think I mentioned this last time, maybe briefly. It was the Continental GT Speed that I had Speed. for a few days. Speed. Yeah, that's just what they call the quick one. <laughs> Um, oh, makes sense. Absolutely, yeah, right. I absolutely adored it. Um, yeah, I just thought it was fantastic. I think I spoke about it last time, so I won't say too much more. But yeah, just a brilliant thing. Loved it. And I'm not just saying that because I'm going to <laughs> Beverly Hills on Sunday to drive another Bentley. <laughs> so that's not your friend Beverly. <laughs> that's actual Beverly Hills. Yes, yes. Los Angeles. Yep. So you're going to LA in the middle of a pandemic to drive yep. a Bentley. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the that's kind of it really. Yeah. Going there on Sunday. Um go to the the peninsula on Santa Monica Boulevard. I think that's where it is. And yeah, watch some presentations, have dinner, go to bed, get up, drive a Bentley, have lunch somewhere. I think at lunch they've got a couple of other Bentleys that we can drive. Then drive to Malibu. Uh, finish the driving for the day, have a drink, get chauffeured back to the hotel, have another another night in the hotel, half a day in LA, and come home. Excellent, pretty good. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless you get COVID, in which unless case I I'll COVID, see you. At, I know. I'll see you in ten days. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it depends where I get COVID. If I get COVID in LA, that's fantastic. I'll just stay there longer. I'll, I'll be stuck in the hotel, admittedly, but um, Wait, that yeah, would be round it, four for you, wouldn't it? It'd be round three. I've had it twice. Oh, round round three. Yeah, I feel I've not had Omicron. Although Omicron's been in the house here. <laughs> My two housemates had it before Christmas and I avoided it. So hoping I won't get anything. It does feel like I'm sort of playing the lottery every day at the moment. 
Yeah, well, same. Every time I go into work, it's like mm. another person has has got it. So I kind of want to just get it over and done with. But I'm still, I, I'm not had it yet, so I'm still waiting for my first ah, taste right. of <laughs> of the COVID. Of, of the COVID. Well, it's not much <laughs> of not... anything, I don't think. The 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 latest one, <laughs> the latest release, as it were. If you if you triple jabbed, then it doesn't seem to do a great deal, does it? To fizzle out. They're on their yeah. difficult third album. It's true, yeah. If you if you had like OG COVID, then you'd get the whole loss of taste and smell, and yeah, it's it's, it's quite a quite an experience. But no, this time round, I think it's it's thankfully anyway not not affecting people that badly. Hopefully, time for a breakup and a, a short solo yeah. career. <laughs> Maybe an appearance on uh, I'm a Celebrity in a couple of years' Cre- time. Creative differences has uh, forced them their own way. Yeah, maybe. Well, I haven't done much else car-wise. I got the MG Maestro out for a... Uh, because mm. we had that mild week last week. It was oh, yeah. sort of unseasonably warm. It was like 16 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so I I rolled out the the Maestro, gave it a little wipe down, nice. topped up the oil, topped up the water, fired her up. Not really the time of year to be... Uh, oh, so you didn't go, didn't go anywhere with it? Just sort of... No, I didn't. I just sat on the drive and mm. revved it up for a bit and... Still works. Thought right, put it back away. I, I kind of don't like driving without a place to go. Feels yeah. kind of uneconomical. Mm. And I would have liked to have took it to work this week, but then it started getting cold again, and it, the heating doesn't work. So, yeah, I wouldn't I have enjoyed been, that car this morning. I, the last couple of days, it's been freezing. I'd have been, been driving like Ace Ventura. <laughs> the the so, roads are just yeah. a bit shitty at this time of year as well, aren't they? And the older the car is, the more likely it's going to suffer if it's been driven on a salty road and not cleaned properly. Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of crap on there. Yeah. So that's just sitting there waiting for some better weather to come round. Mm. Get back out blasting me 80s music. <laughs> I've got a Lionel Richie tape now. I think I mentioned that in the last one. Uh, gonna... Yes, yeah, I think you did. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple more tapes up so I can properly <laughs> live your eighties life. Yeah, I'm Makes hoping sense. at one point one of them gets chewed up and I can pull it all out and go, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Just for a post on social media to be like, look, this eighties problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the clothing to go with it. Well, do you know what? I had a look and like <laughs> tracksuits, charity from that... shop, eBay. No, ironic that sort of stuff. No, that sort of stuff's really. Is it quite sort of, I mean, if you go on, if you go on eBay and go eighties fancy dress, you get some awful stuff. Oh yeah, you always do. If you want a proper, dress, I'm thinking like a proper LS tracksuit or a, <laughs> like authentic. a Sergio Sergio Tacchini tracksuit, but these they're like a hundred plus quid for a tracksuit because <laughs> it's kind of all coming back in and it's quite mm. sought after. Mm. But I. If I had a little bit more cash, if I was earning a little bit more cash, I would consider the the full eighties tracksuit. But they are <laughs> they are expensive. And just I go don't... about your day dressed as the eighties, driving the eighties, listening to the eighties. Yeah, get myself a mullet and just <laughs> bomb bomb around. I mean, it's great fun. It, the car still puts a smile on my face because it's oh good. It it's very me. A lot of people just look at it and go, "What is that?" But mm. to me, I'm I'm happy, you know. It's... Yeah, no, it's good. There is a certain charm to it. I loved it the brief time I drove it, uh, whenever that was last year, and yeah, it's great because it is approachable. And it's drivable, unlike the Victor that you had before. That was yeah, it took a lot of concentration, a lot of effort. 
Whereas this, it's, it drives like a modern car, control-wise. And it's just a bit fun, isn't it? A bit different. It's it's still a bit more analogue than, mm. than than most cars anyway. So still there's still an element of driving to it. Yeah. So yeah, just looking forward to warmer weather. Mm. We're just trying to plan a... Uh, we're, we're hopefully going to do the 24-hour of Le Mans kart race this year. Oh, cool. So we've been, been planning that this week. Yep. Which will be pretty good to go back because we yeah. I think we last did it what seven years ago six years ago oh god um that was yeah 2016 I think yeah 2016 we went down in the jag and the jag. It's, good. it's it's good fun isn't it I, I do enjoy that trip I keep looking at jags on auto trader <laughs> I just really want one and for no because I would hate it because I, I love getting good fuel consumption and mm. stuff but I keep like looking at XJs and I'm like, oh, XJs, wow, yeah, like a <laughs> like like nineties, early noughties. yeah, or... like a three litre. You can pick them up for like <laughs> yeah, two grand yeah. now, like a three yeah. litre Jag. Just, yeah, yeah, straight six is it? That'll be um, yeah. What a car to waft about in. Yeah, I mean, it would cost me more money than I've got, but yeah, I just for some reason have this massive just want for a Jag. <laughs> I think you're 20 years early, potentially 30. Well, I've I've aged prematurely. I mean, look look at, <laughs> then look at my car history. <laughs> Speaking of your car history, I was reminded sort of of the kind of stuff you would like watching the last Grand Tour episode or the most recent Grand Tour episode, their canard à toi with the French cars. Because did you have a did you have a Saxo or did you have? A one hundred and six. I was a one hundred and six. You had a one hundred and six because there were quite a lot of old French hatchbacks in that episode. Yeah, I had the one point one Independence. But what I really wanted was the Saxo VTS that Abby Eaton drove in their little race at the end. Yep, Uh, I thought that she won. Well, that says it all, Uh, doesn't it? Well, actually, I think when I looked at that lineup of cars they had for that race, the VTS probably wouldn't have been mm. the one I chose today. But back then, mm. if you if you had the VTR or the VTS, yep. you were you were going places. No, normally backwards through a hedge. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember just really looking up to them for some reason and thinking, "Yeah, that that is a car." Yeah, I used to think, "God, if I had that VTS, I'd have a girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> No, I, did, I, I watched Carnage à Trois, mm. and I watched the most recent series of Top Gear, and I have to say I've got to stick by that I still prefer Top Gear to yeah, me too. Grand Tour. The Grand Tour's just still a little bit... That episode was just catering for people that just, just want... No, they broke a car, they blew up a car. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. It Even does, they it, it the... appeals to a very sort of... I don't mean oh, look, simple in, in the way you might expect, but just a, a simple fan base of just one. It is just what they've I want always clocks done. And, I want yeah. clocks and I want him to blow yeah. a car up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad because I really like Richard Porter, who is the script <laughs> editor, who was in that scene at the end at Lydon Hill. Oh, yes, of course he was. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of his thing, but he can do so much better than just. Doing that, I mean, I just, I mean, I even felt sorry for the two CV that they dropped from a helicopter. I thought, well, mm, that was mm. like a perfectly good two CV. Don't drop it from a helicopter. I didn't feel too bad for the other more modern cars because there's tons of them. <laughs> there's, there was a lot of shit in that, wasn't there? The the C three Pluriel. <laughs> oh dear. 
<laughs> but again, why didn't we just get to see them launch it from the trebuchet? We we just got some. We didn't actually get to see it. Yeah, yeah. Clarkson's done just, that before. I remember years and years and years ago, before sort of Naughty's Top Gear, he'd launched a car off a, off a trebuchet. And that was impressive enough. It didn't need any sort of Hollywood trickery. trickery. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, there you go. I, it, yeah, it was all right. It was a sort of a passable hour and French cars are weird, which is kind of the point. But no, I, I agree entirely. Like the, the current format of Top Gear is much better. Yes, I do like a little French hot hatchback. I still, still, mm. still do like them. I did drive a Saxo VTR once, and it was oh, yeah. a complete letdown, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> did you drive I it was... about ten years later than you should have done? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no. I was expecting it to be like a rocket ship, but it <laughs> really wasn't. So there you go. Mm. But no, I did. I did enjoy the Top Gear. I loved their concept for their Christmas one, where they all bought each other cars that yeah. they would like and see like Harris's face when he got that Citroen absolutely loved it didn't I identified yeah. it by the wing mirror and then just yeah superb yeah. superb car geekery superb present and say Paddy <laughs> and his escort and stuff it was that sort of stuff's really good and yeah they do yeah. they still do some silly things but it's not quite as silly as the feels other one more authentic doesn't it it still feels a little bit fresher than the Grand Tour and I still watch them both. I haven't watched the one where the Grand Tour guys go to Scotland yet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, lockdown, wasn't it? That was Again, it just um, looked like a lot of mindless destruction. It was a bit of that, yeah. I think that one was really impacted by COVID in that there wasn't really anything to do other than drive somewhere. So it felt a little bit like older Top Gear. Uh, right, well, I was going to segue very briefly, because you mentioned first cars. I was just going to say quickly that uh, I was looking at some, some stats earlier about the best-selling cars for the year we've just had for 2021. It's still a bit of a strange year with car manufacture and car sales and all the delays with the chip shortage and whatnot. Um, but on the topic of first cars, the most popular car of the year was... Do you know? Do you want to guess? It's a lot of people's Ooh. first car. It, I mean, it's been the. It's not the Fiesta, Fiesta and it, it's not the Fiesta. No, it's not it has the been Fiesta. the Fiesta for years, years and years and years. It's been the Fiesta. No, this year it's the Corsa. Oh, which says a lot about new drivers. I feel that they've <laughs> switched from Fiestas to Corsas. But yeah, I Corsas know, are, and that's popular. that's secretly French, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, it's part of the Stellantis nightclub slash car dealer. Car network, rather. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was it, Corsa. Number two, you'll never guess, and I was very surprised about this, I had to check, Tesla Model 3. I was going to say, is it electric? Yeah, second best-selling car in the UK in 2021, Tesla Model 3. Mm. Um, yeah. Then the Mini, then the A-Class, and then Polo, Golf, Qashqai, Puma, Kia Sportage, and the Toyota Yaris. Fiesta nowhere to be seen. What is the Puma now? That's a... It's a sort of small SUV. Yeah, it's like not every the Puma car. that it's not the Puma that you remember. No, no, no. That was a quite a good-looking car, wasn't it? And they did the racing Puma, which is now getting quite expensive. It was the Puma not an Ian Callum car. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our pal Ian. Yeah, yeah. I reckon they're going to get quite collectible. I think they could. I think they could. It's quite a timeless design, and it has got that slight sort of racing pedigree to it. And that there is a hot one that is really going up in value. So I think a very clean 
regular one. What else is in there? The Kashkai you said, of course. Yeah, Kashkai, yeah. Golf, Polo, A-Class, Mini. Ah. It just says Mini. I think by that they mean the hatchback. A-Class. I think that's become the new Fiat 500, hasn't it? Yes, that's a really good shout. I think it has. Yeah, that's become the new Instagram. Just got myself a... <laughs> got, yeah. got my Merc. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's a very uh, aspirational badge for not too much money on a monthly PCP. Yeah, on the old finance. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, what do you think, so that's cars, bit of a trick question, the best-selling vehicle in the UK in 2021. So in the US, the tr- the answer to the trick question is the best-selling vehicle is always a Ford pickup truck. Pickup, yeah. So in this country, it's, what would this country have been buying? Van, some sort of van? Yeah, yeah. Well, Amazon we've, 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 all, we've all been at home a lot. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the right lines. We've all been at home a lot. And Sprinters. Lots of vans, lots of delivery vans. It's a Ford Transit. Transit. Transit, yeah. Best-selling vehicle in the UK last year. Driven, Yes. pun not intended, a lot by uh, online retail and the need for more couriers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, my partner's dad has just ordered a new Transit. <laughs> And he's Excellent. ordered a sports transit. <laughs> if we were that other podcast, it would take five minutes just to say the name of the van, wouldn't it? Well, the yeah, extra, so he, uh... <laughs> he's got the the Transit Courier Sports, which is like the Fiesta front, Transit back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah with with the Go Faster Stripes, brand new. <laughs> so... Whenever I see a slightly tarted up transit, I quite admire it. You know, you get them sometimes, they've been lowered a touch and they've got better wheels and looks like it's been spaced slightly. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> no, nor do I, but I thought that was because I was from Essex and that's kind of where most of them... <laughs> that, that could be it. <laughs> I quite often regularly get overtaken by vans on the dual carriageway. <laughs> but you do drive at 56 miles an hour. I Yeah, granted, I get overtaken by everything, <laughs> but... <laughs> Sometimes I just look at a van in Essex and I just think, bloody hell, he's doing about 90. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a joke though, wasn't it? The fastest car in the world is a white van. It's always behind you, no matter what you're driving. And then they made a spouts train, yeah. it? And now everyone's flying. So yeah, to quote another podcast, but it, <laughs> people in Essex do buy spouts transits. They should do another super van. I don't know where they got to with super van. They could put oh, an EcoBoost engine in that they use for motorsport. There's some kind of link there. Yeah, just stick a big old V8 in it. You know what? I don't think I know anything interesting that's even happened with motorsport recently. No, it's no, a, I don't. It's very quiet. Still reeling ever so slightly from the end of the Formula One. Um, but no, I don't. I don't know of anything. I finally stopped getting asked about it by <laughs> kind of casual F1 by people who, who are like, yeah, that's the only race they've seen. You like F1, don't you? What do you reckon about that then, eh? What do you reckon about that? What's all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See, weird shit like this has been happening for years, but you weren't really watching, so... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Similar thing. Similar thing. And I find myself droning on a little bit trying to explain it to people. And it's just, yeah, it's too complicated to explain briefly. I keep just saying that Alpine are going to win next year. I really hope they do, because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to look like a tit. <laughs> <laughs> it's L plan, isn't it? It's L plan. It's what? L plan. It's what they. L plan. 
did you not see this on the rear wing of the Alpine cars for the last round? They had L plan instead of Alpine. Oh no! It's, it's an that, anagram. That passed me by. And uh, no. L plan, L plan in Spanish is if you give me a minute, L plan means the donkey. No, it means the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they've got something up their sleeves them lot do you reckon it's not just yep. a bit of marketing probably is but <laughs> no I, I hope so yeah I, I hope someone from the sort of the middle of the pack can can pull a bit of a blinder at the start of the season that'd be fun wouldn't it get a bit of a Braun-esque uh, underdog uh, story going well if any year that's going to happen it, it's probably going to be this one yeah, yeah, so it's the uniform that changes so much. So Yeah, hopefully. you know, someone will come up with something, you know, more innovational than is that the word? Someone comes up with innovative. something better than someone else. <laughs> innovative, that's it. <laughs> uh, and I hope it's Alpine because I've been telling everyone it will be. Yeah. But it could Do be. you own any Alpine hoping, merch? I've got the hat, haven't I? I've got yeah. the I, I was trying to remember because I can just picture you wearing about four different teams' merch and I couldn't remember if Alpine was one of them. Yeah, like a, I'm a bit of a merch whore and I just <laughs> buy whatever I like. I think this year might have to be a George Russell year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But let's see, I, I wonder what the... I haven't looked at this, but I was discussing at work that we could have an all-British podium this year, Russell, Hamilton, Norris. That that yeah. realistically could happen. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I wonder what the odds are on taking a bet on an all an all-British mm. podium at some point. Because our three drivers are going to be in hopefully top top machinery. Hopefully, yeah. As long as the you know the the new rules don't screw them over at all, or they don't you know miss a trick, then yeah. And we've got Alex Albon to come back, who is also, in my opinion, a British driver. (laughs) I like that. He's he's British, in your opinion. In my opinion, he's he's British. (laughs) He was born here. (laughs) <laughs> lived through his whole life but for, for whatever reason for marketing he uses the yes. tie <laughs> how very cynical of you well I sort of have a slight tedious connection to the guy and apparently his mum's Malaysian so mm, mm. where the Thai stuff comes from I, I don't know but his dad wasn't Thai no he's British yeah. his name's Nigel <laughs> Right. Well, I've no idea then. <laughs> He's as I, bad I, as don't as they come. <laughs> I don't imagine Nigel is popular here. in any in other Thailand. country, <laughs> anywhere at all. No. I mean, I was going to say what were people on, but I've got an uncle called Nigel. So <laughs> at some point, people had babies and called them Nigel. I wonder when the last baby Nigel was born. When someone, la- when was the last time someone said? You know, this is Baby Nigel. I think there are stats websites for baby names. There are, yeah. You get some of the most popular every year. I wonder if there's a database of, like, you know, when when the last one was born. Oh, okay. Uh, this website says Nigel is extinct. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a picture of Nigel Farage. <laughs> he I hasn't have, helped. I would have bet everything I have that you're going to say Nigel Mansell. <laughs> <laughs> no, so in 20, 2020, there was not a single boy called Nigel born in the UK. Would that suggest that there was in 2019, if it only became extinct in 2020? Apparently in 2019, a pub set a new world record for the largest gathering of Nigels in one place. 
432 Nigels turned up. <laughs> Excellent. And joined joined by 1,000 other Nigel fans. <laughs> well, so you can, okay, so you can double the number by saying it's Nigel and their partner, and then the others are just fans of Nigel. Like yeah, they're it. just really... They were just local. <laughs> they just were like, what's happened to the pub tonight? Why is there four hundred people here? <laughs> there's a guy I can't get to the bar. It's full of Nigels. <laughs> there's a guy here with a t-shirt saying, "Would all the real Nigels please stand up?" So yeah, no, Nigel is gone, but Nigel will make a return. I think our our grandchildren's generation will probably be called. That seems to happen, doesn't it? Old names Nigel. come back. Yeah, Kevin Tracy. Linda, Brian. Brenda, <laughs> Gary, Sharon. Imagine having two kids now and calling them Nigel and Sharon. No, but no, they're all called like they're all called like Phyllis and. Yeah, well, they are all old names, aren't they? So maybe, maybe it'll happen. Well, it it recycles around. I think people tend to name their children after their grandparents or great grandparents, mm, mm, don't they? So. Mm. A lot of it's coming back now, like Alberts mm. and at least Alfie. you know George. George has always been a bit of a good, st- good steady name. That always been around. Yeah, it's always been pretty steady. Mm. Although I think when I was called George, it was not that popular. But mm. so yeah, well, there we go. Well, we, well, I, I feel like we've I'm waffled on a bit. Trying to bring this back topic. to cars somehow, and all I can think of is the Vauxhall Adam, Nigel Mansell, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Nigel Mansell. Sure, yeah. <laughs> The or last the, uh, true the Sharon the Vox was it a VW people carrier? It's called the Sharon. Yeah, it was a platform yeah. share with the Seat yeah. Alhambra and the Ford Galaxy. Good knowledge, like it. Ah, there we go. Yeah, well, they all look the same. <laughs> Similar frontage to an Intercity One Two Five. I think it's quite a good-looking car in a way, <laughs> in a sort of train. Yeah, yeah. Geeky fashion, but yes, yeah, yeah. And if I ever see an original Galaxy now, I'm like, oh look at mm. that. You don't see many now. You don't, yeah. My auntie had one back when they were new, and I remember thinking, like, oh, what are you doing with that? Oh, that awful car. Oh. But people did, did she just have make five a lot of children? sense, don't they? It's good packaging. No, two children. And oh, a couple wow. of Labradors. Mm. Ah. Mm, there you go. You so see. that would have been that would have been rear seats out, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boot space for sort of child paraphernalia and dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Good old people carrier. Good bit of packaging. Good idea. It makes more sense than a, a lot of SUVs do. 100%. A lot more mm. sense than a cash car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Estate cars mm. as well, they make a lot more sense. Anyway, I feel we are waffling now. Yeah, we are. So, right. do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, thank you for listening as ever. And um, that's really all I've got to say. Um, do subscribe if you haven't <laughs> please, done. Please, um, please wrap it up. <laughs> And uh, that's it, and we'll we'll see you again in a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll want, we want to hear about your trip to Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've probably been to the Bista Scramble by the next time we do one as well, so I'll have that to talk about. Which I'm a, looking what an actual to. Scr- like motorbikes. No, no, no. A Bista Heritage. Oh. They they call it Scramble, and it's just like I don't know, a bit of a like everyone gathers there. It's a bit like a cars and coffee meet, I think. Oh, I thought it was like sort of men getting dirty on them. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing mud and no, none and, of and that. And the smell of two-stroke. No, okay. Right. There might be some two-stroke, but no, it's it's up Mister Heritage on the sixteenth. 
Well, I've never anyway. heard of it. I, I right. feel like it's like an attempt by posh people to sound normal. What, that they're going to the scramble? We're going to the scramble. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's because it was... Bista is built on a an old sort of airfield or some something like that. So I wonder if it's a bit of a play on scrambling planes and it's a big meeting. I don't know. I've got no idea. I'll ask them. Anyway, I'll try and end cool. this again, we, shall I? We we look forward to it. <laughs> wrap it up, please. Wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> uh, click subscribe, etc., etc. We'll see you next time. Bye. You like F one, don't you? What do you reckon about that then, eh?